How's it going, guys? So a very solid question for step one level. If you're studying for step two, uh, it's worth just refreshing your diagnoses here. Uh, there are some important points I want to make, even if you think you know the answer, okay? There's just some high-yield value I can quickly give you uh, regarding these answer choices without wasting our fucking time, all right? So before we get started, please subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. Give the video a like. Really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, M-E-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical. Link is down below. Find me on Telegram. Recently created a Telegram group and channel. Links are down below. Now let's start this fucking question here where we've got this 19-year-old guy. He's got a four-day history of swelling around his eyes. He had tonsillitis two weeks ago that resolved with penicillin. Blood pressure, 165 on 95. Physical exam shows periorbital and mild ankle edema. Now, before we even get into the lab values, swelling around the eyes, obviously that could be a myriad of things. Uh, when we talk about renal stuff, uh, this, of course, refers to hypoalbuminuria. If we're losing protein in the urine, we have decreased intravascular oncotic pressure. That's the mechanism for transitation of fluid uh, into the interstitium, whether it's the ankles, uh, periorbital, or even ascites in severe cases. Now, whether it's nephritic or nephrotic syndrome, okay? So nephritic syndrome being blood in the urine, nephrotic syndrome, no blood in the urine. What I'm about to say is going to probably go over some of your heads. If uh, you're just starting your studies for step one, you can obviously replay this part of the clip, but you should know nephritic syndrome is a tetrad. It's going to be hematuria, okay, so blood in the urine. It's going to be oliguria, decreased uh, urinary output. It's going to be azotemia, which is increased blood urea nitrogen, and hypertension, okay? As this patient has here, you say, why the fuck is the blood pressure elevated, right? That's actually because of, we have nephritic syndrome. So because we have inflammation of the glomerulus, we can get a surge of RAS, okay? And we get increased systemic vascular resistance and fluid retention. Nephrotic syndrome, in contrast, as I just fucking said, there's no blood in the urine, but we're going to get... Uh, proteinuria. You can get proteinuria in nephritic syndrome, okay? But it's just not as bad as nephrotic syndrome. That's another important point is that some students say, oh, you're not going to get protein in the urine nephritic syndrome. You do, okay? But it's just not as bad as nephrotic syndrome. So nephrotic syndrome is uh, proteinuria. You get hypoalbuminuria because you're clearly losing it in the urine. You're going to get uh, edema of some kind because you have the decreased oncotic pressure and you can get dyslipidemia. The liver is going to pump out apolipoproteins to compensate for the decreased oncotic pressure. Okay. So you can get dyslipidemia, high cholesterol. They can say that with minimal changes, these impedes. Now getting back to the fucking question here where tonsillitis two weeks ago that resolved with penicillin, we're telling you the diagnosis is post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis. That's what this means, okay? Now, uh, let's just look at the lab values. Urea nitrogen uh, should be under 20. It's 50. Creatinine should be uh, 0.7, 1.2. It's 3.5. So clearly, we've got renal failure going on here. Uh, protein in the urine, that's fine. We, say we, we said we could see protein in the urine with nephritic syndrome. Uh, RBCs, okay, a lot of RBCs, many. Uh, this is how the U.S. Assembly will actually word it, okay? They'll say many, few, all right? Uh, so many RBCs consistent with nephritic syndrome. White blood cells, we don't expect white blood cells necessarily here. There's no infection. It's not interstitial nephropathy, okay? Separate discussion. Uh, but let's just walk through our answer choices here. So choice A, nephrotic syndrome, wrong fucking answer. You know, as I already said, uh, you you will not have blood in the urine in nephrotic syndrome. Uh, choice B, good pasture syndrome. So Obviously, wrong answer. This is going to be uh, two, three, four, two, three, four. The good pasture is marching through the field. Two, three, four. Type two hypersensitivity against the alpha three chains of type four collagen, which is going to be anti-GBM or anti-glomerular based membrane antibodies. Generally, a male, twenties to forties, will have hematuria and hemoptysis. Linear immunofluorescence if you do a renal biopsy. Okay. Wrong fucking answer in this case. 
granulomatosis polyangiitis. This is just the fancy new way of saying Wegener granulomatosis. Uh, U.S. Emily wants you to know that this is literally the new name. It's not also known as. It's the new name. Okay, so uh, they might give you Wegener on your real deal, and they might just have polyangiitis as the answer. All right, you got to take your training wheels off. So this is going to be Cianca antiprotease three antibodies. And it's going to be hematuria and hemoptysis and a head-itis finding, colloquially head-itis, mastoiditis, sinusitis, uh, otitis, nasal septal perforation, all right? IgA nephropathy, this is a close answer, but wrong. So IgA nephropathy will present as an upper respiratory tract viral infection. Sometimes it can be GI, but it's usually an upper respiratory tract viral infection. And then red urine one to three days later, all right? In contrast, post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis is going to be red urine one to three weeks after a strep pyogenes uh, tonsillitis. It can even be a skin infection. It can be uh, cellulitis, uh, erysipelas, and patigo, okay? So you can get PSGN from skin, uh, but here we had tonsillitis two weeks ago, all right? So once again, this is it's, it's an important point to note for many of you studying for step one, in that if they tell you patient has sore throat, and then two days later uh, has red urine, PSGN, wrong fucking answer. It's IgA nephropathy, okay? It's viral infection. Sore throat, red urine two weeks later, that's PSGN, or skin infection a week earlier, okay? And that will be IgA deposition in the mesangium. And IgA nephropathy can also be part of Henox, Sholni, and purpura in pediatrics, okay? So uh, palpal purpura on the buttocks and thighs generally, and uh, arthritis and abdominal pain and IgA nephropathy, red urine. Uh, proliferative glomerulonephritis, choice E, the start correct answer. This is another way of saying PSGN. It's not my fucking opinion. This is how it shows up on some of the new NBUNI material for step one, okay? They'll literally just give you PSGN, and then the answer is just, Proliferative glomerulonephritis, okay? And if you were to Google this, you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize PSGN was also known as proliferative glomerulonephritis. That's fucking weird. I agree with you, okay? So a point to make is some of you might say, wait, I thought PSGN, like, I mean, that causes renal failure. Not usually, okay? It usually doesn't. It'll usually self-resolve. If they turn this into a behavioral science question, holy shit, uh, you can tell the parents it, it'll usually resolve. A risk factor for... Uh, a negative prognostic uh, factor, okay, in terms of PSGN is increased age. So adults, if they get PSGN, this guy's 19, increased risk of renal failure compared to pediatrics, all right? Probably the strength of the immune response, okay? You're going to get um, complement deposition. You can get decreased serum C3 in PSGN and uh, an IgG deposition, uh, subepithelial deposits, okay? Lumpy, bumpy appearance. Usual interstitial pneumonitis, wrong fucking answer, has no relation to this question at all. The reason I threw this in, in here, UIP, is because this actually shows up on the NBME material for step one uh, more than once. This is just another way of saying uh, pulmonary fibrosis. So if you get a question, let's say dude over 50, and he's got a six-month history of dry cough, and you say, okay, well, that sounds like idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, but you don't see it as an answer usual interstitial pneumonitis, okay? It's an umbrella term that uh, refers to a few conditions, but including uh, pulmonary fibrosis. So you should know UIP is another way of saying uh, pulmonary fibrosis. You know the deal. I'm going to continue to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe my channel, and I appreciate your time. That's it.